0: Welcome back to I Hear You And. In today's episode, we talk about questions to ask yourself to find a hobby. So if you're someone that when you think about what you do after work is come home and sit on the couch and watch reality television and you're excited about that, that's awesome. If you're someone that realizes that's you and you think, hmm, maybe I should be doing something else with my time, this episode is probably for you. Even if you love watching reality TV and that's your hobby, this episode is also for you. So we just are going to give you four questions to ask yourself to try to find what it is that you are excited about and want to pursue in your free time. Have you ever wanted to try something new? Maybe you want to learn how to start your own business, or maybe you want to know how to start a conversation about race, or maybe you just need a strategy to politely yet firmly disagree with your uncle at Thanksgiving. I hear you, and so do we. Welcome to the podcast that guides you through the moments of I don't know how, or I just don't know where to start. We know it can be scary and overwhelming, and we're here to make it a little easier. I hear you, and let's get started. Hello, Caroline.
1: Hi.
0: How are you?
1: So good. So good. I'm excited about this.
0: Good. (laughs) Me too. So, spoiler alert, I'm here with Caroline Kakabellos on I Hear (laughs) You And.
1: Hey, nice spoiler. Hey, guess what? I'm with Katie Mullen on I Hear You And.
0: Fantastic. We are so excited to be here. And we, once again, appreciate you for being here with us. Thank you for listening.
1: Especially the sponsors. (laughs) Yes.
0: You know, if you decide by the end of this episode, your hobby is going to be to sponsor us, we're here for that. So yeah, that could be you. That could be you. Caroline, tell me something I didn't know.
1: Let's see. Since we don't know, since, <laughs> <laughs> uh, based on your your intro about reality television, I bet you didn't know that I am in a fantasy league for The Bachelorette, and uh, money is on the line. There's about twenty people in this league. And I'm currently in fifth place, I think. Wow. I
0: yeah. did not know those even existed.
1: Yeah. Yeah. they're Actually, the first episode, right before the first episode, the website crashed because there were so many people trying to sign up on the Fantasy League. Wow. Yeah.
0: I will say that I was really into reality TV for a long time, and I never got into The Bachelor or The Bachelorette. Um, not saying that's bad, but for some, in my mind, that's where I drew the line. Not a teen mom or teen mom two or teen mom three or any of the housewives, bachelor, bachelorette. I thought I was just too good for that. And obviously, that's so not true. But <laughs> it's just funny that that's where I drew a line for some reason.
1: Yeah, I I think I, I'm I just love I love being able to go on Twitter. And connecting with all the people talking about The Bachelor and Bachelorette. So Ooh. I think it's just a sense of community that I really am drawn towards when it comes to, to that show. And I, I just, I love the petty drama. <laughs> I think a lot of, so when it's The Bachelorette, the guys are just absolutely ridiculous. And I honestly think they're more ridiculous than the girls are on The Bachelor.
0: Interesting. I love that it's a sense of community. I had no idea once again. So for – like I talked about in the intro, if you love watching reality television and you get something more out of it than just watching TV, don't let people judge you. That's okay. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) My bet you didn't know is we were talking about hobbies today, and so I thought I'd give you a little info on my – one of my favorite hobbies, which is writing, and I don't know if you knew that before I decided to become a PT, I thought I was going to be a journalist for Sports
1: Illustrated. Gosh, I did not know that. Yeah,
0: I was so I was so excited about that thought. Wow. And then I went to PT for a sports injury and I thought this seems a lot more realistic.
1: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Jeez.
0: <laughs> but I still listen to uh, The Break not still I listen to this podcast Mm. called The Break, which is a a Dallas Cowboys podcast because I'm a huge Dallas Cowboys fan for those listeners who didn't know. So many people just turned off our podcast, by the way, so I apologize. Yeah, Um, I almost did. (laughs) 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 But I listen to this podcast called The Break and sometimes I like to pretend that I'm one of the journalists because it's just journalists talking about um, sports journalists about the game and the players and things like that. And I try to think if I... Would have said something that was similar or in line with what these journalists are saying It's a little fun game i play but i think we should dive right into our main topic because i am very excited about it and it is how to find yourself a hobby as a physical therapist i work in a rehab facility and I work with a lot of occupational therapists. So generally, this is an occupational therapist question to ask patients or clients what their hobbies are because it helps OTs especially plan goals. So what do we want to get you back to? But PTs, in my opinion, if you're a good PT, you know what your patient's hobbies are and you know what they like to do because that helps you plan goals as well. I think it's so sad sometimes, and maybe I'm harshly judging, so you can correct me, Caroline when some of my older adult patients just tell me I don't have a hobby or I used to have a hobby, but my life isn't fun anymore. And that makes me so sad. And so as someone who's heard that response a lot, I have vowed that I will not be the woman who doesn't have hobbies. Therefore, (laughs) I like to write. I like to blog. I like to sew. I like to crochet. I have, I like to hike. I like to exercise. I'm going to be a Pilates instructor. I just have so many hobbies, that <laughs> people are probably sick of me and all my hobbies. I have two podcasts. I mean, I'm just, I'm a ridiculous hobby. I am Holly hobby. That is what I am.
1: Holly hobby. <laughs> hobby lobby.
0: I am not the hobby lobby. I will not <laughs> take that, <laughs> but I am Holly Thank hobby. God. <laughs> I love it. These are some questions and I will say that some of them sound very similar. I think what, when it comes to finding your hobby, it's sometimes a question, the same question phrased in a different way can trigger your brain to go to a different answer or to an answer that you might not have thought of. And so if you don't have a hobby and you're kind of racking your brain, you might just need this little switch of a question to help you realize what what yours might be. My first question that I would ask myself is what do I like to do? (laughs) So really super simple. But (laughs) for me, that's writing is a huge one that I like to do. Exercising, being outside. It can be spending time with family. I mean, you don't need to necessarily answer every one of these questions with a hobby to get to your hobby. I would just make a list of things that you enjoy doing. That would be my first tip. But that's the first question: is is what do you like to do? Ask yourself that question.
1: Cool. The second tip that well, okay, wait, I gotta go back because it, the when you intro this this section, uh, it made me think about my grandma. So you were saying how some of your patients uh, talk about how you know they they don't have any hobbies, and that makes me sad too. Yeah. And then I. And then I think about my grandma who she she's uh 92 years old and she she's had probably the same hobbies since I've known her. Some of those hobbies, cooking, doing a word find, and last but not least, she loves watching wrestling.
0: Oh my gosh, that is great.
1: And all all three of those things bring her lots of joy. Like she she likes to do those things. So, yeah, that's that's a, a definitely a good starting point that you that you brought up. What do you what do you like to do?
0: Yeah. Oh my gosh, I just love that you shared that about your grandma. That's so fantastic.
1: <laughs> the second question that that we have um, that maybe can spark some hobby finding for you is: What are you doing that you're not getting paid for? So this this makes me think about the the ikigai diagram. It's basically this Japanese this Japanese way of finding happiness and there's part there there's this little part in the diagram that well actually I'll, I'll talk about each one quickly super quickly. There's four four parts to this diagram. It's what you love, what the world needs, what you can be paid for and what you're good at. Ooh. And when you find when you find this this one thing that sort of in, that sort of reaches each of those four pillars or parts of that diagram, you have found your ikigai, your sense of happiness um, in this world. Because it it's, it taps into something that motivates you, um, something that is uh, giving to the community, something that you're getting compensated for, and something that you love. So I I like that the question of what's something that that you like doing that you're, you're not paid for shoot I forgot.
0: Yeah, that's right
1: right You're not yeah. paid for.
0: I think you bring up a good point when even when the question was kind of puzzling to you for a second because your hobby and your what you're paid for your career your job can line up definitely. Mm-hmm. Um, for example, I teach children English who live in China online. It's through this program called VIP kid. And do I get paid for it? Yes. But is it also a side project, a side hobby? Yes. I love it though. It's so fun. And I know Caroline's just laughing because once again, I just added to my hobby, hobby list. Holly, hobby Dude, list. I
1: did not know that also. Yeah.
0: It's so fun anyway. So <laughs> I think that's a good point is yes, you can get paid for your hobby, Yeah, but the question to kind of cue yourself into what it is that you're that you would enjoy doing outside of work or after work or whatever it could yeah. be is there something I do right now that I I do just because I want to but I don't actually get paid for it but right. you could make it something you get paid for so I think bringing up yeah. Ikigai oh my gosh that's such a cool model we'll put a little thing in the show notes about that <laughs> so you can check that out excellent number three is one of our favorite questions. So what's something you are afraid to try? And that might seem kind of odd. I would like to say personally, I have always thought of if I'm afraid of it, I shouldn't do it. (laughs) So if I'm afraid, it's my mind telling me, don't go there. Something's going to go wrong. You're in a danger zone. All the negative things. What I have re- or- What I'm working on retraining my brain to do, though, is I'm afraid of it. Okay, so I have an emotion behind this. Is it I have an emotion behind it because it's something that means something to me and I'm afraid to try it because I'm afraid to fail? If that's the feeling, then I need to pursue that thing. (laughs) And it might not end up being your forever hobby, but it's something that I think is worth testing seeing if seeing if it's what's right for you.
1: Yeah. And honestly, that could be your hobby. Fighting things that you're afraid of and doing them. Yeah.
0: 2020, that was my hobby. I learned I learned to play the guitar this year, and by that, I mean I learned how to play happy birthday for my grandmother. <laughs> and I also wrote a song for work. And it's the most ridiculous thing and am I a songwriter? No. Do I really know how to play the guitar? No when I told my boyfriend that they asked me to play this song at, so I, I wrote this song and I thought it was going to be at a small meeting. The meeting ended up being with the vice president of the whole company. And when I found that out, I told Bryce, my boyfriend, and he goes, do they know you're just strumming in our basement? <laughs> like, <laughs> it's like, oh, mm-hmm. you can't really play the guitar. And I knew that at the time, but I, I still did it. And so is guitar my consistent hobby? Not really. I enjoy it little bits at a time, but once again, it was something that I was afraid to do, though, playing in front of the company president. But Yeah,
1: I that's amazing. Also didn't know that you learned how to play guitar.
0: I mean, we should that just... is a loose, <laughs> loose phrase learned. We should just
1: <laughs> rename this podcast. What does Katie do that Caroline doesn't know about? <laughs>
0: Where What in the world is Katie Mullen doing?
1: that's amazing
0: okay last question caroline what is it
1: the last question that we have that might spark some uh inspiration to find a hobby is what motivates you when i when i read this question i always think about i always think about the maslow's hierarchy of needs Hmm. because that that whole theory that maslow created was essentially mapping out human's like what what motivates humans right like mm. what are what are the needs that people meet and how how does how do how are they motivated to meet those needs or to get to that level of needs i think like i don't know when i when i think about like my life and what motivates me i i always am drawn to this singular uh, the singular topic of finding connection or building connection. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that everything that I do in my life somehow always goes back to that foundation of just like yearning for connection.
0: Love that. Yeah. So yeah, another way to look at it is what's
1: what's your goal? Is
0: it connection? Is it to inspire people? Is it to learn? Is it to be outside your comfort zone or to relax? You know, hobby doesn't have to be any achieving thing either. You can
1: just do it to do it. Yeah. Watching wrestling, just like grandma. That's wonderful. I don't know why she will. Like, why does she find so much joy in watching people be so violent (laughs) towards each other?
0: (laughs) She's such a calm person, too.
1: Yeah, she is. That's why it's so like whenever I tell people that she loves watching wrestling, they're like, your grandma is so sweet looking. But then I think about the fact that she watches wrestling and my mind is totally blown. And I'm like, Like, yeah. give him the chair. Yeah, she's like, come on, some more, some more. Hit him again. I'm like, whoa. And you, like, when, so wrestling is, like, totally fake on TV, right? Like, Mm -hmm. WWE. And they do a lot of dialogue in the beginning. And so, like, half the episode is always just, like, this whole story. Uh Gets so mad because none of them are fighting she's like come on like where is the violence people (laughs) so funny that's wonderful
0: so just to recap our four questions to help find your hobby are ask yourself what do you like to do what do you do that you don't get paid for what's something you're afraid to try and number four what motivates you we're going to leave our main event here and we're going to go on to our our playing dumb section. This is a great example of playing dumb because we don't even really know what we're going to talk about in this section. But <laughs> the idea initially for this section was that Caroline does not have a hobby. So if these are kind of, we know we just listed four questions that you could ask yourself, but as someone who has a lot of hobbies, maybe there are some questions she has to, for me, like about how she could start or find her own
1: hobby. Yes. Okay. My first question for you, Katie Mullen. Okay, I guess the one, really the one thing is like, what was the inspiration in like starting all these hobbies? Like, I felt like this this isn't something that like in college you didn't really, I didn't know any of these things about mm-hmm. about you, right? I guess what, what inspires you to find hobbies?
0: Okay, right, so I have two moments in my life where I can... <laughs> clearly say those were hobby-seeking times, and I think they made a really big difference. So the first one is going to sound kind of weird, but it was when I started online dating. I don't know if I read it in a blog mm. or heard it in a podcast, but I heard this advice that when you're online dating, something that's really good to do is pursue different, a variety of hobbies. So maybe you're not even se- like interested – not interested, but maybe you're not gung-ho about mm something, but you're going to try it because the next time you go on a date, that's something you can talk about either the experience of it or that you enjoy it, mm. or that's something that you do. So I, and then you can also kind of use it as a way to meet people on top of that. So I took ballroom dancing because I am a boomer on the inside. And I did not realize that going to ballroom dancing class on Tuesday night meant that I would be dancing with elderly people all night. And I I enjoyed my time, but I did not meet my future husband there. Um, So that was a one-night event, and I didn't go back to that. Uh, Taking guitar lessons was another one that I did during that time. I signed up for four guitar lessons over the course of a month. That way I could tell people I'm taking guitar lessons, and not because I felt like I was uninteresting, but it kind of gave me some confidence going into these dates so that I had something to talk about. So that was my first one. And then my second one was – in 2019, I taught Tai Chi Kwan at a senior center. <laughs> so it's a different form of Tai Chi. I know I'm blowing Caroline's mind with all the things I do over here. And so I would do this every Wednesday for six months. And every Wednesday for six months, I would sit in the parking lot five minutes before I had to go in for class. And I would ask myself, why did I agree to do this? Because it made me so nervous to get up and in front of a group of people every week. And so for six months, I felt like that. And that's when I decided I need to stop stressing about perfection and not failing and all these things. Mm. And I need to just try things I'm interested in. So that's how I set the goal for 2020 to pursue the things that I've always wanted to do, but always been afraid to try or had excuses for. And so I think Mm. that's really allowed me to pursue hobbies that I didn't necessarily even think that I would really jive with or really be interested in, like podcasting. I have two podcasts now. And I love podcasting, and so it's just saying yes to opportunities and realizing that you know it is—it's okay to pursue things and then let them go too.
1: I guess yeah, I, that sort of answers my my second question for you. Like, do you ever get tired of the hobbies that you do, and like, what do you do? Like, do you just eh, I don't want to do it anymore?
0: <laughs> yeah, so I have a couple blogs. I think I have three now. Right now, I'm super excited about my my PT blog. For a while, I was super excited about my dating blog that I had, but then I started dating – The Date Nut. TheDateNut.com, which is wonderful, I will say. I love uh, it. <laughs> uh, then I started dating my current boyfriend and I felt weird continuing that blog <laughs> yeah. a little bit because I don't want to just talk about somebody on a blog. And Then I had a blog called The Struggling Vine, which is about mm. trying new things and struggling through to success. And that one kind of, kind of fizzled for me. I was excited Mm. about it for a little bit and then it fizzled. And then I just, so yeah, I just, I don't push myself in my hobbies because I feel like then it becomes a job or a chore and I tell myself, oh, I can pick that back up whenever I want to. So I do let myself have some grace and it doesn't have to be, even if other people define me like that, right? Even if yeah. a group of people, not a lot of people read my blogs, but if it was for some reason, <laughs> a group of people said, Katie Mullen has the DateNet blog and I decided I wanted to step away from it. It's up to me what my hobbies are, not up to other people. Right. Right.
1: Yeah. I think that's like a good thing to remember. Like don't do these hobbies for other people. Do it for yourself. Yes. Yeah. Hobbies okay. should
0: be exciting oh. and fun for you.
1: Yeah, exactly. I think my last question for you, where where do you get the energy to do all of these hobbies?
0: I get that question a lot. Where do you have the time, the energy? I'm someone who do, generally I block my time up. So if I'm working on something, I'll set a timer for 30 minutes or an hour and then I'll move on. So that, that's part mm-hmm. of what allows me to do multiple hobbies is that my time is measured out in a way. Yeah, I do find my hobbies energizing though. And I think that is so, so key that Mm, when I come up with an idea for a blog post, I'm so excited about it or a podcast episode. I'm so excited about it. Or if I teach one of my favorite students and they were just so adorable, I teach at midnight, by the way, because I'm in, have to teach in Beijing time. So if I could teach at midnight and I get off after 30 minutes of teaching and I just I'm like, oh, they're so great. You know, it just motivates you for the next time. So if you I guess that's a good key too if you're not feeling energized but you're feeling drained by your hobbies maybe it's not the hobby for you you don't have to have that hobby right
1: yeah that makes sense I guess uh, yeah I I could have could have predicted that answer that's okay because you when, whenever you do talk about each of your hobbies you're 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 so excited about it each of them <laughs> and I'm like what the hell Like, how do you have all that energy? But it's truly because you genuinely enjoy doing these hobbies.
0: Yes. And that is so key.
1: I guess maybe I do have hobbies. I just don't really, like, call them hobbies.
0: Yeah. And I think that's really possible, too. I find that a lot when I'm interviewing patients to try to come up with goals. I'll ask what their hobby is. And they say they don't have them. And then two sessions later, they talk about building birdhouses. And I'm like, that's a hobby. That's so I totally think it's just they don't always think of them as hobbies. And so maybe right. listeners out there have one that you just don't don't yeah. know. Yeah. So do a little self, self-reflection. self Ask yourself some questions. Get to know yourself a little bit better with these. I, I think this is a good one to put some pen to paper and, and journal this out if if that's a hobby for you, by the way, that, that, that yeah, could it be is. it. Just to find something you like, find something you enjoy. Easy. Awesome. Well, easy. we appreciate you listening as always. Yes. And once again, always remember to subscribe, share this with your friends, take a screenshot post on Instagram. We will not see you, but we'll talk to you next time, I
1: suppose. Yeah. Yes. There's always a next time.
0: <laughs> there is always a next time. We hope you look forward to it. I hear you. And thank you for listening. Did you like
1: this episode? Uh, duh.
0: <laughs> well then please take a screenshot and post it to Instagram and tag at happiness is blue and at CV Also remember to subscribe to our podcast and rate and review so other people can find us as well. As always share it with your friends. If you have questions for us or topic suggestions, please email us at Ihearyouand at gmail.com.
1: Thank you for listening. I hear you and I'm glad you're hearing us too.